0: To the unit report. We're back. I'm your co-host Lucas with my co-host Troy. My host. And uh we're we're back. It it is August 25th. Our last episode I'm going to have to check, but it was a long freaking time ago. Let me see if I can uh find what day that was. We're pretty April, good. It was April of like April 20th. Uh,
1: we're gonna yeah, like one episode every 6 months.
0: We had a good reason. Well. To no, we had a good reason to not have any episodes. Uh, yeah, the
1: world shut. The world shut down. Now it's opening back up, and now it's going to shut back down again. So,
0: we could. We definitely could have done some episodes in between, once every so often, talking about like the return to play. But that wasn't as fun. And now we have a lot of sports happening all at once right now, and it's uh it's a lot of fun and drama with our own our own beloved Pittsburgh Penguins. With another heartbreaking exit losing to montreal in the qualifying round and then proceeding we just just two weeks afterwards to make what i think is the dumbest trade they've made since jack I
1: johnson.
0: jack johnson was a signing but i mean that was probably the worst transaction since the uh, transaction but you know whatever. but i'm I, i'm gonna have to look and see like how like the worst trade recent like because you know, GMJR was on a roll there for a while, making some pretty good trades. I wasn't a big fan of the Zucker trade. I think they overpaid there. But um, my goodness, uh, Kasperi Kapanen, the Toronto Maple Leaf, former Pittsburgh Penguin prospect, just traded back to Pittsburgh in exchange for the 15th overall pick this year. Our, one of our top prospects, um, Philip Hollander, I think that's how you pronounce it, and then Evan Rodriguez and who else? Someone else was in there. Oh, uh, David uh, Warsawski, the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguin defender, who was also a Facebook friend of mine a few years back. So, little personal oh. side note there. Uh, they're all shipped up to Toronto for Kasperi Kapanen, um, Pontus Aberg, who was a, a pro, like an elite prospect back in the day, but is now a fringe NHL guy. And I believe there was another player. I think it was a defensive prospect. Finnish guy. I don't remember his name, but so it doesn't matter. He He's not a value or at least a lot of value. So that trade happened earlier today while I was in class and uh, the it, f- it was first announced that just the Penguins were going to set to acquire Kasperi Kapanen. Uh, Rutherford said at the end of the year press conference, he wants this team. There's going to be a lot of moving around, a lot of players getting moved, and he wanted to get younger and faster, kind of back to where uh, we were when we were winning back-to-back Cups. He did that with this trade, but massively overpaid. When I heard it was a first-round pick, I was mad that it was just a first-round pick. Then they throw in one of our top prospects, definitely our top center prospect, Philip Hollander, and it's – it baffles me, and I can go into a lot more about like how ang- angry I am about this. But do you have anything to say about this trade?
1: I don't. I was really kind of shocked to see it happen. Just considering, like, with with him saying that they need to get younger and I guess more competitive, and then it's like first round is gone now, and then the other one we have to give to uh, Minnesota.
0: That's next year's Yeah. Yeah. So, uh,
1: yeah. whoa, so no first round this year or next year so I mean for getting your younger and getting better I don't really know.
0: Yeah um Kapanen is a good guy to put on the pk he's really come into his uh game from a two-way perspective i watch a lot of toronto games so i'm pretty familiar with his play he's one of the fastest skaters in the league he he that's his top asset is his skating ability but in the press conference today or whatever the media availability was for rutherford he said that he's going to fit in great in our top six uh this past season in 69 games played kasperi kapanen had 36 points that's just about a half a point a game. I don't think a half a point a game player should
1: be that's lining, not a top six guy.
0: lining up next to Crosby or Malkin. Maybe uh, he, I mean, I, I, you, you should be able to assume that his production will increase alongside either of those guys, but it's not, it's not a top six winger. And if, if even if they put him there and he's like the like the sixth best forward on the team at that point, sixth or seventh, you've traded the 15th overall pick in a draft that is a very deep draft from what I've heard. I, have, I don't know a lot about the prospects, but everyone on Twitter seems to say that this is one of the deepest drafts like in a long time. You're trading 15th overall and like a potential top six prospect in uh, Philip Hollander for just a – I don't get what what the point here is, other than to get younger and faster, but there there has to be cheaper ways to do that than what he did, right?
1: Yeah, I don't know. It's kind of funny with, like, the whole JR thing, how it's, like, whenever he first showed up and then we, like, went and got the cups, everyone was on his side. But now it just seems like he's had probably two or three notable, like, bad trades or signings, and now it's just, like, The whole world's turning against them, but I guess that's like Pittsburghers for you because that's just kind of how we work. I I mean, I just
0: think that's the nature of being a sports fan is that once, uh, you know, like, what have you done for me recently? Have you, like... Exactly, yeah. And what are they, one in nine in their past 10 playoff games? That's embarrassing.
1: It is, yeah, especially whenever you have two of the greatest players on the planet at the moment, but...
0: You look back, and I feel like um, everyone looks back at that for that Eastern conference sweep for that Boston did to us back then as like the most embarrassing moment with this core. I think we need to look at this past playoffs, the playoffs before whenever we got swept by the Islanders and then we didn't make the th- playoffs, huh? We didn't even make the playoffs. The qualifier. I don't actually say
1: we didn't even make the playoffs. They I don't, don't know that streak.
0: Yeah. I don't know what they like actually consider. I'm not really sure what the technicality is, but you get what I'm saying. And like, it just, it doesn't seem right to me. I, I don't understand what, like, what, why this move? Why is this going to be the deal breaker? In my opinion, I feel like there has to be more moves made here because they said the idea was that they wanted to shed salary. And they, uh, I read an article or, uh, like last week that they're not going to be a cap team this year for the first time in how many years they're not going to be a cap team. And they just added $3 million worth of salary. So something has to give. We have too many forwards. Who goes?
1: It's going to be one of the goalies.
0: One of the goalies, I think, is definitely going. We're not yeah, going to be able to. Yeah, between
1: that and dozen Seattle, uh, Seattle picks this year.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I th- we're, are, do we both agree that Murray is the one to go?
1: Uh, I, I'm thinking at this point.
0: I think because he has to I, be the one. I'm, I'm just go.
1: thinking that from the perspective of whenever it was truly like a 50 50 between Murray and Flurry. And then like they ended up protecting Murray and then in the long run we're still back and that's it. We're, we're kind of back in the same boat, but we're still comparing Murray to I don't want to say a guy that doesn't really have a name for himself, but like he's just been coming up into the system and you know what I mean, even the fact that they're even being compared is kind of like outstanding, but I I think, don't know. Joe, I think Jerry had I a think great year. Yeah, that's what I was going to say is I, I think it's it's almost time to just part ways with Murray and go with Jari and see what happens.
0: So, I we I, I anticipate that that's going to be a move that happens this summer. I don't know where he's going to go. There's going to be a ton of goalies available via trade or free agency. Uh, Flurry might be gone in Vegas. Have you been following the what happened
1: there? I have. So, that was quite interesting with his agent tweeting out the picture with uh flurry with a essentially a sword going through his back uh what did it say on it? i don't remember what the sword said
0: i i don't know but it basically was in reference to the fact that um their coach pete DeBoer has been playing robin leonard instead of playing mark andre in the playoffs but robin leonard has been objectively better so yeah go with the hot
1: hand then they had flurry do like almost the emergency press conference
0: yeah, and he was very. He never admitted, like he never came out and said, like he had nothing to do with it. So, yeah, I was gonna
1: say he kind of told him what they wanted to hear, just to make him shut up and like nothing else. If that makes sense, like he supported his teammate, and that was that was kind of it.
0: Yeah, I I I think it's a really bad look for Flurry, and as much as he has like such a strong identity and such like a strong connection to Vegas. And the Golden Knights, because he was like their basically their captain for the first year or two, I I could see him getting moved, but there's a pl- like a plethora, plethora there we go of goalies on the market. Uh, I think Murray's going to be gone. I don't know what we're going to be able to get for him. I thought at early on, whenever uh, before it was announced what the return was going back to Toronto for Capitan, I thought Murray may be in on that because next year uh, Frederick Anderson. The Maple Leaf Schoolie is a is an unrestricted free agent, so they could have used a guy like Matt Murray, who they would have control over once they re-sign him. I thought that was an idea, it didn't end up happening. You thought it was Jack Johnson going back to Toronto.
1: I was hoping, and so was the rest of the damn city. But Jack Johnson was
0: trending on Twitter today, and he did uh, yeah, he, absolutely not. and
1: then so they had like Dan Marino on there. They were, like everyone thought it was him at first, then. Yeah, I think Jack Johnson got up there and then it just turned back into the um same complaints where it's like, let's get rid of him and then Yeah, it's just the same it's just but the same non-stuff stuff. Yep. Hey,
0: plus side, we only have 3 more years left of Jack Johnson at 3.25 million. Yes.
1: What a bargain.
0: <laughs> we're we're halfway there. <laughs> oh Jesus Lord. Anyways, um, I think I've said my piece about the captain, but uh, I did have a tweet go um, just a tad bit viral today oh. on uh, the old Twittergram where um, the, it was rep- in reply to the Penguins post about the trade alert, Pittsburgh Penguins. Uh, at Penguins on Twitter said trade alert. The Penguins have acquired forwards Kasperi Kapanen Pontus Aberg, and defenseman Jesper Lindgren. That's the one I couldn't think of his name from the Toronto Maple Leafs in exchange for Evan Rodriguez, David Warsawski, Philip Hollander, and a 2020 first round pick. And I replied, Kyle Dubas should have a warned out for his arrest for abusing and stealing from the elderly. I tweeted oh. that in, in the shower um for those of you who don't know kyle dubas is the general manager of the toronto maple leafs and he fleeced jim rutherford today and it was kind of embarrassing as a penguin fan i'm utterly embarrassed so and i made my feelings known right away on the twitter and um that's not the only
1: one that feels that way
0: absolutely not and uh, i'm that was my most like liked and retweeted tweet ever so uh as bad as it is that the Penguins are becoming an embarrassment, uh, there's gonna be more content, more uh, sarcastic humor that comes out of it. So that's always good, right?
1: I guess, or <laughs> win games, but you know. No, get your fun somehow.
0: We've won enough. <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. Enough. Um, oh, I didn't even see that you had the flurry drama thing right there. Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't yeah. mean to get to that too quickly. I apologize.
1: It's okay.
0: Well, I think we're good with Kapanen and flurry. Do you want to uh, get into uh, what's next?
1: Um. Yeah, so basically for the people that don't follow the NHL too closely, pretty much what happened is the season ended and that's pretty much where I guess this podcast ended. But then they picked back up with no um, regular season, straight into playoffs. And how they did it, the NHL decided to do it was they did uh, basically bubble cities where they picked Toronto and Edmonton and then they pretty much bought out all the hotels around them shoved the teams in that and isolated them from like their families and essentially the outside world. And it turns out it's paid off because they have had zero COVID cases. I think it's three weeks we're going on
0: uh, at least. Something I think. Like that. Yeah.
1: But it, they're, they're doing pretty well from what it seems like. And then um, the, the Stanley Cup's going to be held in Edmonton this year.
0: Yep. So the Eastern, whoever wins the Eastern Conference final is going to have to get up and leave the bubble and go over to Edmonton and go straight into the Western bubble. And uh, luckily, after the qualifying round, we don't have to worry about a home team being in the uh, final at all because both Edmonton and Toronto were embarrassed early on. So yeah, no matter what, it's a neutral site, kind of like the Super Bowl. I uh,
1: It's very strange to watch with no fans. Just it, it almost looks like some type of like, like video game. It really does. Just because they tarped over all the seats and then they put um, like video boards behind it, it's—it's—it—it's it, it's very different. But at least they're like pumping in the uh, fan noise, so that kind of helps. But I—I I think I'm starting to get
0: more used to it. To be honest, at, at the beginning when I watched the, like quali- the um, not like the exhibition games or then like the round robin qualifier, it was a little weird to me. But I think I've gotten it's just gotten to the point where it's that's the new normal at least for the next like little bit here. So kind of just let it happen. And like you said, the bubble's been working, like like it's worked amazingly. Uh, it's yeah. worked it's worked great in basketball too. Down at Disney World, they haven't had any problems with that except for early on they had guys sneaking out. They got suspended, um, but like and they had to quarantine to go back in and everything. But the bubble system seems to be working. Uh, other leagues probably should try to take note if the if like if it's possible. I know there's some uh, sports that that's not possible for. Like I don't know how well that would work in the NFL. I have no idea. I don't think it would work very well. But uh, MLB could have done it.
1: Yeah, we'll get into that later. But
0: but they've had their own problems. Yeah, we'll definitely get into that. But so far, I I got a like round of applause to the NHL and everyone that's been working to keep the bubble because uh, it seems like the players haven't gone or the teams haven't gone insane yet they're keeping busy they have uh, I know in Toronto I think Toronto and Edmonton both have a uh, like an like a outdoor like football stadium at their disposal at their disposal on their off days they can go like play disc golf football baseball whatever they want to do and uh, it's
1: straight up golfing one day
0: yeah, I think they they're allowed to do that. They just have to like rent out the entire place to themselves, so no one else. Yeah, is.
1: I mean they were going to do that anyway. In all fairness, even if the bubble wasn't a thing.
0: Yeah, yeah, of course. I mean it's summertime, and and, uh, and they're hockey players. Of course, they got to golf. So, well, we should get into that later too and talk about our golf stories.
1: That's oh, important.
0: <laughs> but um, it's besides the point. Uh, yeah, it's like being away from your families uh, and like your friends and your hometown that long has to be tough. And living in a hotel for however many, like it, by, if you're, if you win the cup or go to the cup final, it's going to be like months you're in there. It's got to be tough, but all, all the teams that are survived this long, it seems like they've held on to their sanity pretty well so far.
1: Yeah, uh, so I feel like it was definitely like the first rounds and then like the qualifying stuff where it's going to be the hardest and then you get used to it.
0: That was one of the things that um, Sullivan and Rutherford were talking about is saying that like their guys, some of the guys didn't seem like they were like wanted to be in the bubble anymore. And they think that they may, that may have played a part in their poor performance. One of the guys I singled out when talking about that was Justin Schultz, who because he's a UFA and he's not going to come back has been the scapegoat for for all of the bad play for the Penguins. They've been defending Jack Johnson and using Justin Schultz as the scapegoat, which just makes my blood boil because Justin Schultz is not a great player, especially defensively, but he's not as bad as Jack Johnson. Yeah. Jack Johnson is an embarrassment to this team, and Jim Rutherford does not want to admit his own faults when it comes to signing him for six years at $5.5 million.
1: Yes, it doesn't only go up from
0: here. I mean, the cap hit stays the same, but we still have to – deal with him being on the team. And no, and they're not going to get rid of him because Jim Rutherford is stubborn.
1: He's still expensive at the bench.
0: I mean, that's, people say that, but honestly, like, he's a negative on the ice. Like, I'd rather have, like, an AHL defender who's making league men out there. I'd rather have that than him.
1: I guess, but that just sets, like, a bad example. Really, it's like, we pay you this much, and it's like, you're just going to be basically practice squad.
0: Have, have you been watching the same Jack Johnson that I have? Like that's I, ha-
1: I have. I know. But it's, like, it's
0: embarrassing. Like he is not an NHL player.
1: He's. It's just like he'd be good if he was just like three seconds ahead of where he's playing right now. <laughs> but he, he plays like he's lagging. Like he's I playing he an plays online. Like there's game. like a three-second delay because it just seems like every breakaway. They're three feet behind him, and he's just turning around, and it's just like – it was painful to watch. But in all fairness, them getting eliminated was a team problem. His decision-making, but, like, not just,
0: like, through in the bubble, like, throughout the season and throughout the contract, his decision-making is piss poor. It's terrible. He always makes the wrong decision. He'll, like, try to use his body sometimes, and then, like, they'll just skate around him. Like, quite literally, he's a pylon. Like, people use that as an insult for bad defenders. Like, you just pile on, just go skate right around him. But, like, he can't can't keep up. He cannot keep up. I'm sorry. We didn't even plan a Jack Johnson rant, but it's been been a while. I have a lot of uh, pent-up Jack Johnson rage. So, what's next?
1: Uh, Do you want to keep going with NHR? or?
0: I mean, we were just – the only thing left was we were going to talk about the uh, surprise eliminations from the qualifying rounds. Yeah, I
1: think we already went over that.
0: Yeah. just
1: It's been such an untraditional thing that it's sort of like – I mean, look at the Flyers. Like, it's like one team gets hot and they're going – they're already going, like, two rounds in. It just seems like taking the break, it really turned teams upside down.
0: Have you taken a look at the um, – at, like, the final eight? Like, it's such a weird group of teams. Oh,
1: it is. It's the most bizarre thing in the world.
0: You got Boston, Boston, Tampa, which you could could definitely see one of those teams being, like, the representative in the East. And then the other one is is the The Islanders Islanders and Philly. No, I would not have predicted Philly was in
1: anyway, so.
0: But last season, Philly wasn't even a playoff team. And now they're, like, I mean, they lost game one given, but, like, their first round was was pretty good. As much as like they probably should have beaten Montreal in four, they beat them in six. But Pittsburgh should have beat them and beat Montreal, so that's a whole different story. But the like New York, really? Philly, really? Yeah. That's and then it's you look different. out and then you look out west and you see Dallas, who I I thought Colorado would steamroll through the West, and right now they're down two zero to Dallas. I did not predict that. Shout out to Dylan because. <laughs> his uh his dreams are coming true here.
1: Somehow, yeah.
0: And then in then the other series is Vegas Vancouver. Vegas makes sense. Not like if you asked me three years ago, but now it makes sense they have such like a elite roster. But a Vancouver? Really?
1: Yeah, I didn't th- I don't know. It's, it's very different.
0: So That's I could, what I mean. It's just
1: the teams that are hard are making it. That's how it's working.
0: You could have a Vancouver like Islanders. Stanley Cup final?
1: This guy would really be the same damn thing, like, in, what was it, 2010, where it was the freaking Canucks and the Flyers or something?
0: Oh, no, you're thinking – oh, uh, Canucks-Boston.
1: That one, yeah, 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 yeah. That was 2011.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah that, that, that could, I think that's one of the only rematches that's possible, I think, right now.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, damn. But, I mean, I, I don't think Vancouver's going to be able to get past – Vegas, like, especially with how well Robin Leonard's been playing, I I think that Vegas is going to win, like, pretty easily there. But don't count out Dallas. I thought Colorado would be the team to beat, but Dallas has been steamrolling Colorado. It's been
1: been one hell of a series, though. Like, if you look at the um, box scores, like, shots have been been within, like, plus or minus five of each other. I think really what killed them is all the – for game two for the Avalanche and Stars, is it's, it's been, it was the penalties. Because the uh, Stars had, I think, four goals within maybe 10, 11 minutes of each other. And I think two of them were on the power play. So that's really what killed them for game two. But it's been one heck of a series.
0: And moving forward, uh, Colorado is going to be without one of their top defenders, Eric Johnson. They're going to be without their starting goaltender, Philip Grubauer. And I think there's another injury. I can't remember now who, but there was definitely a third injury there. So they are going to have a real rough go of it moving forward. They got quite the bit of uh, injuries plagued to them right now. So, I yeah, mean, I, 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 I still think that they're they they can they can come back, and they sh- probably should be able to come back. But I mean, you never know. Dallas is hot right now, and all they need is two more wins, and then they're off to the uh, Western Finals,
1: which is kind of a
0: amazing thought but it it they're scary close i i think it's going to be one of these teams that's like been close the past few years but just hasn't had it like boston they they've won one with their core so i i don't see them doing it uh it, this could be the year tampa come get like gets over i think hump.
1: i think it's going to be it's going to end up being um probably tampa versus I I kind of want to say the Flyers, but I that's the one that's the series that I, I'm not a hundred percent sure on, just because they are two completely different teams.
0: With Philly and New
1: York? The yeah, Philly and New York are two completely different teams. Oh yeah. But um, I'm thinking it's going to be the Stars and the Golden Knights for almost certain.
0: I've been uh, I, I've been betting on the Islanders since the beginning of the playoffs and the and the um qualifier I bet on them and the first round I bet on them they haven't let me down yet that team just plays such a like it kind of like Columbus where they got such like a defensive system and like they don't have that much star power but everyone does their part and they've been they've been like been on the like fringe here the past few years I say that I think if they get past Philly I think they can make it to the cup final I don't know if they'll win it but I think that they definitely have a shot here to make some noise because their system has been working for them recently. They beat they beat Philly 4-0 in game one.
1: Yeah.
0: Against I don't know, uh, we'll see Carter Hart, who has been pretty outstanding in these playoffs. Very
1: true. Moving on? So yeah, we'll do baseball. So basically What happened with the MLB was they had spring training up and running. I believe we were two weeks out and then life happened. So um, the regular season never started. So that got pushed, pushed and pushed. And then I think it was the end of July. They finally got up and running with a 60 game season. They did not do the bubble, but they did no fans in their home stadium except for Toronto who was in just some really weird mess up was they were banned from playing in Toronto, so then they were looking for alternative cities, which ironically was Pittsburgh, until that got killed. So then they magically ended up in Buffalo, which I believe is one of their affiliates' home stadium.
0: It's the AAA team, the Buffalo yeah. Bison, yep.
1: So they're now there, but that that whole thing was interesting because Toronto was then letting half of the NHL play in Toronto, but they couldn't let one baseball team. So that, that's just its own thing that I, I don't really get, but
0: whatever. Well, it was, it was because of the bubble uh, that the Canadian government was okay with the NHL not going out in public and like just staying in one place, but they're going to have all of the teams in the AL East and the NL East fly in and out of Toronto. You know, I
1: guess, but I feel like it was gonna end up being a. You get on the bus, you go to the stadium, you get in the bus, you get on the plane, and you fly back. Yeah, but you. But you've
0: seen. Like, we're gonna get into it here in a second. But like, what's happened yeah. with like the Marlins and Cardinals teams oh, that yeah. they played against each other? They can still get it, even though like they're not in like the different cities. So I mean, it makes sense why they why the Canadian government, because like credit to them, they've been more preventative about this than our government has. So that's why they were kind of they put the kibosh on it and it's worked out for Toronto I, I mean for- yeah, at least
1: they found something yeah but because I know the big thing was uh, they were originally talking about just staying in the um, spring training facilities but then I guess a bunch of the players complained that they want to be like in a MLB stadium which I kind of understand but I mean you just kind of have to make the best of it at this point but anyway um, they have their 60 game season and we had a couple outbreaks I believe it started with the Marlins where a couple of the guys escaped, went to, I think it was a couple of bars and a club, so they ended up getting corona, and then that spread. And I think it was, at one point, almost 18 people in the organization, so it's not just players that ended up having it. So they got shut down a couple of weeks into it for, I think it was a solid week where they had just nothing. Mm-hmm. And then the St. Louis Cardinals ended up having own small outbreaks. So they got some of their games canceled. I know they played the Pirates for one series and that didn't happen. And then it somehow made it, I think the, the Reds had a little bit of a scare where they had one or two guys. And then um, up in Cleveland, they had I guess a couple, I think one of their pitchers and someone else, they ended up leaving. So the NLB has definitely been having a Lot more, I guess, outbreaks and people that aren't obeying the rules than I guess they anticipated. But it seems like they're slowly starting to get underway. But it's just the um, each player's accountable, and it's if one person leaves then and gets it and comes back. I mean, it's spreading like wildfire.
0: Yeah, what happened with uh, Florida? I don't think they got really where um, they didn't announce the specifics. I'm not Florida, Miami. Sorry. But uh, I think they, the story was is that they went to, like, like a group of guys went to a bar and then a group of guys went to a strip club. I think it happened in Philly, ironically. And then they – they a bunch of – like, it spread throughout the entire team. So if you look at the standings, the Miami Marlins are – they're in second place in the NL East, which is bizarre as it is. Uh, but they've played, like, like, five, six, seven less games than the rest of the division because they're still, like, trying to catch up from that early season – you know, like all their games being canceled or postponed. And then with the Indians, I, I found this story that was crazy. Uh, like when I, when I read it, I thought it was insane that there are two, two of their best pitchers, Zach, please and Mike Clevenger. Uh, whenever they're playing in Chicago, they just left the hotel and like did things with their friends. Like not like not team members. Like they, they went, they went separately and they just like met up with friends that were in Chicago and like hit up bars and clubs. So they got publicly humiliated. The uh, the pitcher for uh, the Indians, Oliver Perez, who former pirate by the way, he said he told privately uh, like the management of the Indians that he would leave the team if these guys weren't punished for what they did.
1: Can't say that I blame
0: him. I mean that's pretty severe, and they both of them got suspended like by the team. And I think they're like I think uh, they said Mike Clevenger is being slowly brought back, but I believe he
1: starts tomorrow. He does. I think I, to my knowledge, I will check, but I believe Clevenger does have the start for tomorrow.
0: Well, that makes sense. I think it happened like a week and a half ago. So, I, th- so I think it was
1: like two, closer to two weeks, but yeah.
0: Yeah. So he so he should be okay now, but I mean, yeah, I mean, they, they, they did it to themselves. They knew the consequences. They got caught. Exactly. you looking that up and seeing. Yeah.
1: Clevenger does start tomorrow. Nice. Against the Twins.
0: Side note: The Indians have a uh, sneaky, sneaky good uh, pitching staff.
1: Yeah, for well, for trading away uh, Corey Kluber and those guys,
0: Trevor Bauer.
1: Trevor Bauer, yeah.
0: God, still, what
1: the, what a season he he was having! Uh, well, he I guess he is having. His last start was a little rusty, but his first couple were lights out. They they lost their
0: uh, former Cy Young winner and uh, NL Cy Young contender this year, and they still have. They're first in, in uh, runs allowed averaging three a game their fourth and hits allowed, uh, averaging just under, under seven a game. Uh, their Ks per nine is second in the league there. They have a crazy good pitching staff and it starts with guys like, uh, Clevenger, Shane Bieber has had an, an, an amazing season. Yeah.
1: So he, he really stepped up to the plate from what it seems like.
0: I, he, he's probably an AL Cy Young front, uh, front runner. If it ended like today, he's probably up there, but, uh, yeah, I mean, sneaky good. Indi- like, I know those are kind of your guys, those Indians. So, uh, you know, but you you guys got a good little rotation there. Are you still there? Yeah,
1: you cut off oh, for a second.
0: Oh, it froze for a second for me. But I, I, I see it. But I was just talking more about the Indians. Yeah. Um, so what's what are we talking about next? Oh, yeah, you, uh, you, you kind of talked about um, – you said, yeah, Toronto's played in Buffalo now. Um, but, yeah, a lot of these games, because they've trying to been trying to do doubleheaders, are uh, seven-inning games. So baseball, as we know, it's been kind of goofy.
1: Well, We're now starting – yeah, we're this was the first year with the um, extra innings with the runner on second. And now we're doing – I believe this is a minor league rule where if it's a doubleheader, it's um, – you only play seven a game, mm-hmm. which I mean, we're on. I believe they're on pace for quite a few double headers oh, yeah. on the back half of the season. Than they played almost an entire season, a normal season, I guess.
0: Yeah, and that makes sense. I mean, when you uh, the East and the Central are both going to be messed up because of Miami and uh, St. Louis, but the West, I think, I don't think they had any teams that were crazy with COVID so they probably are gonna have less doubleheaders but uh because they're doing like the no leagues you still got like you got like all of the AL Central and NL Central playing each other. I'm sure all of those teams are gonna be a little uh handicapped by the doubleheaders and the East too. But um but yeah, I mean it's it's made for some exciting baseball. I mean as long as everyone's doing it safe and following the rules. I think we have uh you know we're for a lot of teams they're like already thirty games in here and it's taking shape. I mean there's a lot of uh, have and have-nots and one of those have-nots are the Pittsburgh Pirates.
1: Yes definitely a have-not. No pitching and no bats. What a team. But yeah they were they're definitely off to a very rough start. Very deserving start we'll put it that way. Just very just with everything that's happened with all their whole disaster now supposedly toronto is interested in um williams and i think it was broad really so that's pretty much their two top pitchers anyway but yes yeah. seven and 17 i think at one point they were three and like 13 one percentage of um 292 no dude they, the they, they were they were,
0: they won their last three games, so at oh, one yeah. point, so at one point they were what four and
1: seventeen. Yeah, so, I mean it was bad. <laughs> oh, They like, are oh, losing horrendous. today at four nothing. Oh yeah, but like they, they ended up sweeping the Brewers somehow. But it's just it's just abysmal. I mean, it's it's like we're, we're the new Baltimore. I mean, the Orioles. I don't know what happened to them. They're somehow fourteen and fifteen. They've been on the downfall, but to start the season, I think they were number um, two in the AL least at one point, behind Tampa Bay. But Boston's fallen off a cliff quickly.
0: And they've accepted the tank. They traded. Uh, oh two, yeah, they've tanked. They, they traded two of their relievers. They did the other closer, Brandon Workman, and Heath Hemp. What was the other guy's name? I forget he. Uh, he got. They both got traded to the Phillies. But because the Phillies have terrible bullpen, what's the dude's name? Heath Hembry. That's him. Yeah, they both got no, traded. No, no, no.
1: Update: The Pirates are now the second worst team. The Angels are nine and twenty-two. So take that for what it's worth. But nine and twenty-two. Yes. Oh my They're, God! Yeah,
0: they they have a worse winning percentage than the Pirates. Oh my. They goodness. do barely
1: by. I don't even think that's one game. But
0: no, it's yeah. It's, Wow. Well, it's because
1: the Pirates have to make up like three because that St. Louis series got canceled. And they paid Anthony
0: Rendon like $300 million this offseason, and they're 9-22. and Holy – I'm guessing it's pitching that's killing them. Oh, it has to be. Their offense, like for runs and hits, 21st, 20th. So their offense hasn't been very good either. I mean, they're hitting home runs. They're six. To I no guess, runs.
1: but I mean, if you're talking that's not that last though –
0: but their pitching is about the same too. Actually, runs allowed is twenty seventh. Okay, hits allowed twenty four. Yeah, so it's the
1: pay. It's it's more on the pitching, but it doesn't sound like a very well performing team anyway. But yeah,
0: at all, yeah,
1: yeah. I don't know. The Pirates are just they're not embracing the tank. They need to because I think it's really starting to uh, anger everybody that they're they're still like you know, it's just excuse after excuse after excuse, and now they're like, the guys are getting angry, and it's just crap after crap, and then you point it at um, Shelton, the new manager, and he's tried some new things to switch things up, and at the end of the day, I don't know. You you pay for
0: shit, your product shit, so. It's the first time you've cursed on the podcast
1: <laughs> i mean it's it's just like i don't know what you expect. It's like you're paying freaking minor i mean really they're minor league players on three quarters of the rest of this on the rest of the league and it's it's oh, yeah. just unbelievable
0: if you go around the league and like i mean or if you look at this team and then you look around the league and you see like who would actually start on like, on, like, half of the other MLB teams. Josh Bell. I, I pr- Josh Bell, Brian Reynolds.
1: Williams, Brault. Their pitching's not horrendous. I mean, it's not good. They, they
0: also have a lot of guys, like, uh, Tyon is injured. Archer's injured.
1: Oh, yeah, but Archer's abysmal, so him being injured probably helps them.
0: Nick Birdie is injured again. You know, uh, so, like, like, you go through and like it's whenever you have a bad team or you're rebuilding, you still want to do the little things, right? Obviously you're not going to be able to uh, like, you're not going to be like first in batting or like top 10 in batting top 15, or even like great ERA or anything as a team, but you want to do the little things, right? You want to be like, like if you want to, you want to be able to do small ball a little bit. You want to have a good, like good fielders, good at running. They're dead last in fielding percentage. They can't even field a damn ball.
1: Oh, you've Gregory Polanco with everything that comes his way goes behind him, and then he ends up pulling his hamstring for the 14th time and then just whines about it. It's, it's just ridiculous. It's like, what the hell happened?
0: That and um, future designated hitter Josh Bell, right? Oh, yes.
1: he's. It's he... just – I mean, like, you, you have freaking Colin Moran is I think, pretty close to the top spot for um, batting average. My, I mean, yeah, it's just—it's a joke.
0: My beef with the Pirates is that I think part, like, part of the em, idea of, of embracing the tank, they need to play their younger prospects more. They—they're—they're they're still playing Eric Gonzalez and this like Jared Dyson. This is the season Dyson. you do it.
1: This huh? is the season you do it. Absolutely, this season's already—that's what I mean. This season's already a joke. I mean, freaking Colin Mor- Moran. This is how pathetic this is. But good for him. He's leading the team in, in um, batting average and home runs with six. And you have Josh Bell who has two home runs and basically did nothing for the first probably dozen or so games. I mean, it is just, it is just unthinkable of the, just what is happening to this team.
0: Yeah, you're absolutely right.
1: Like there is really no excuses for this. I, Carl Moran, is, statistically, is significantly better than half this team. And then you have Brian Reynolds, who was kind of close in some categories. But, like, the guys who were supposed to be leading the team, pretty much Josh Bell and um, Cole Tucker that they've been talking a lot about, it's just it, it's not happening. It's my, really
0: not. My problem with the handling of Cole Tucker is that they're, they've been trying to force him to be an outfielder. He's been a shortstop. They're
1: just trying to force him to do anything. But he
0: he he's a shortstop. That he's a yeah. natural shortstop. He's been a shortstop. Who it, like there's no one in that position that like you need like Kevin Newman isn't like outstanding enough to where you need to start him every day. No, put Cole Tucker in his natural position because the future of the Pirates isn't Kevin Newman. It's Cole Tucker. And it's It's not
1: Josh Bell cuz they're never going to pay him. They don't. No, Josh they're, Bell's as good as gone. Oh, I know. That's what I'm saying. He's gone. You, if it, there's not even like, I mean, they traded Marte. mccutcheon has gone. Like I, what next year, whenever they say Pittsburgh Pirates, who, who, like, who's really going to be the player that you think of? Like, you think of, if you bring up the Angels, who do you think of? First person, Mike Trout. Exactly. And then it's just like you say Pirates. Who's going to be Colin Moran? It's going to be okay. Greg, Gregory sure. Polanco. Oh yes. No, Bob Manning. That's gonna be—he's not even a player.
0: You should change the logo to his face. Yeah, By, biting down on a stack of hundred-dollar bills.
1: Exactly. What's like the—you know how they got the pirate, and then they put the um, instead of having the uh, bandana around his um, the top of his head, it's not around his face. I did see that. Yeah. Next year, it's gonna be a brown grocery bag <laughs> his entire head. <laughs> oh that's funny
0: (laughs) oh man but um bell isn't a free agent until 2023
1: they're not paying him it doesn't matter
0: but i they're because he has arbitration they're gonna hold on to him until like probably like another year or two and then he's gonna be the greatest dh in boston red sox history (laughs) you already know it You, I'm I'm saying that on the record he is gonna be because you know they're gonna buy their way back into being contenders like they're having an off year now but in two years they're gonna be in the ALCS against the Yankees you already know it
1: it's it's funny because they're like the one team that could magically pull it off or they could go from complete tank to like here we are boys
0: yeah, but the last time they uh tried like buying their way to a victory, they ended up giving Pablo Sandoval and Hanley Ramirez like three hundred million dollars combined. And then I anyway, guess, but I mean
1: nowadays you can just cheat yourself to a victory, so it doesn't even matter. But <laughs> Oh, oh wait, hang on. Oh, okay, never mind. It just I just got the thing it says the Astros have entered the chat. Oh, okay. oh dang. There Is we go. Is that yeah, way? I better check my I better check my bank account.
0: Oh, oh well. you better you better watch your head. A fastball is about to come in.
1: <laughs> I know. It wouldn't be ashamed.
0: <laughs> oh man, <laughs> I enjoy That's this. Right. But like, even the like the guys that they've been playing the most, uh, guys like like I said, Eric Gonzalez, Jared Dyson, even J T Riddle. These aren't guys that are gonna be on the team next year. Why are you giving them the playing time? Why?
1: <laughs> Why? <laughs> Who cares? Who, it doesn't It doesn't matter. We should just start having... Honestly, what we should do is so they don't even have to pay them is just start having diehard fans show up and then throwing a glove at them. Because at this point, seeing um, old grandpa in his freaking um, wheelchair would be significantly more entertaining than watching half this team try to swing right now. It is just unbelievable.
0: I Do you... Th- okay. If you won an at bat, one if you, if you won like a raffle and you got an at bat for the Pirates, what what do you what do you put your odds at getting on base, not getting a hit, just getting on base? Like you can like sit there and get a walk, get a hit by pitch, whatever. Who's pitching? Well, we're in the Central, so uh, you know. Pff, uh, let me see. Who's like the fourth Cubs pitcher? Jose Quintana. There you go. I don't know. So lefty on righty, you so you have the advantage there.
1: I mean, not very high,
0: but like. I think you, I I think you could do it.
1: I I might I don't know I'd be I'd be scared I'd get signed to like a contract.
0: <laughs> You'd be scared. You, you they'd sign you against your will.
1: <laughs> I know I'd be kind of concerned. I'd be they'd be like you can't leave, and then I don't know. I I I'd almost be scared that I'd like get a hit, and then I get on base, and then I magically would like wake up, like, dazed and confused at, like, Seven Springs being held captive, <laughs> chained to the bed. And then they're, like, sitting there with old pirate jerseys from, like, people that failed, and they're just, like, cutting it up to try to to try to make my name out of it.
0: Yeah, like Freddie Sanchez, Jack Wilson. Exactly. And then Jason just, Bay, they're just cutting the letters out. <laughs>
1: exactly. And then there's just freaking, like, Bob Nutting sitting in the back with, like, a slot machine with all the uh, extra change that he found. Sitting in the, um, the curb at PNC Park, just <laughs> trying to sit there and magically win anything to make people shut up and leave him alone.
0: He's dressed as a homeless person and he asks for money outside of the uh, home plate uh, gate.
1: <laughs> exactly. Like, it's all, their chari- it's, all, it's all their charity events. Like, you, know, you notice how everything is for Pirates Charities?
0: Yes. Is it, does that go to uh, renovating uh, the slopes?
1: It does, Exactly. Oh, man. it's it's char- it's charities you 're donating to their pocket That's
0: how it works we got to do an investigative uh you know like a little uh like journalism project where we invest uh, investigate and see where all the uh all the m l b money goes to for the pirates does it go to the Pi- back into the pirates does it go to the charity or does it go to seven springs and hidden valley
1: true but seven Springs has been looking a little rough so
0: I I've i only have, I've I've been there once, but I never like skied or anything. But I uh, tubed a Hidden Valley; it was very fun.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, in all fairness, you know the ownership's its never going to be good. They're going to make it mediocre to make it look like it's a ski resort, and then they're going to charge people a ridiculous amount. And then it's the same—it's the same um, plan. It's just instead of using people, you're using mounds of dirt and snow.
0: Oh man! Wow. This has been very enticing, Pirates talk. Uh, did you want? This to talk about, Did you want to talk at all about the Orioles or? Jared talked Garrett? about
1: them all. I talked about the Orioles a little bit. I mean, they were they're, they're starting to get back on the downfall, but they they had one heck of a start.
0: You, would you like to move on then? To, uh, you, um, you yeah. So this.
1: exactly. So we'll just touch on I guess some other parts. So for college sports, the NCAA has pretty much decided that the. I think most of the most, I don't think it's all, because I think they're still doing like golf or something, mm-hmm. but most of the fall sports and stuff have been moved to the spring and that has angered the football crowd. So basically what's happening is these conferences are saying, hey, we'll just make our own mini league essentially play like 10 games against each other. So all the, I guess really hot players will be able to they'll get drafted still they'll still be go fairly high in the draft and their senior year's not wasted especially for like the really good players but um they're still having they're getting pushback on that i think that's still in the process they gave them an extra year of uh eligibility for the players so they could play i believe it's next fall too so it'd be like the fifth year saint the fifth year senior thing So, that's pretty – that's – this is a new topic, I guess. Yeah. Like a new it's, – it's still an ongoing thing. But for college sports, yeah, I believe it would still be no fans. The only thing I know that is fans, that is doing fans, because I know golf and stuff is – NASCAR, I believe, is the only one. Because they're coming down to Daytona to finish off their season next week, and they're selling tickets.
0: Wait, why does he- – it does does the season usually end in Daytona?
1: No, the season. So normally, the five. I believe to my knowledge, the five, the Daytona Five Hundred, is the start to their season. Yeah, that's that's what I knew. Yeah, and so I don't know what happened. I don't really follow it, but the end of the season will be this next Saturday, or no, this Saturday will be in Daytona with fans because they are selling tickets. So that is going to be very interesting with, with the ongoing thing because. Normally, you were down here, Daytona. We, they fill the place. Oh yeah. I mean, they. It is like a hundred thousand plus people. It is insane. So I really wouldn't be surprised if, even though it's not the five hundred, to see this place pretty dang close to full just because of all the restrictions and all the other sports.
0: So basically, what you're saying is Embry Riddle is going to be closed next week. Oh,
1: close. Maybe like two weeks, but it's, I, I, it, I, it's all schools, though. I mean, look at, wasn't well, it University of Alabama had 500 cases? I think Penn State reported 150 in like 24 hours or something insane.
0: Yeah, I, I saw a crazy stat today. The University of Alabama from those parties that they had, like, uh, wh- like whatever it was like the past like weekend or whatever, they reported more cases today than the entire country of Canada. <laughs> just the university of alabama that oh,
1: yeah, is screwed.
0: unreal i mean uh, I mean, expected it. it's alabama what are they going to do listen to science i mean what the f- side that's besides the point but it's crazy to me that 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 stat is unheard of it's
1: crazy yeah, on, i think what's going to happen because basically i think it's going to be the same thing that happened in the spring where Because at least my school, I don't think we had any cases, maybe a couple small ones, but it wasn't even a big deal. I think what's going to happen is this is going to go out of control at these big schools. The big schools are going to shut down. And then it's just going to be a, um, it's just going to be the domino effect where they're going to shut down. So then everyone's going to complain, hey, if, you know, Ohio State can't go, why are we still here? Because then all the Ohio State people are then going to disperse and spread the virus. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just to use them as an example, but, like, it's going to be – I think it's going to be once one school – because that's essentially what happened last year is once one school is like, hey, we're done, it was within two weeks the entire country had to have been shut down.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: I I think it's going to be the same thing again. We're just going to wait. It's going to be maybe a week. It's going to get out of control. And then – because it seems like what's happening is it's just these small groups of, like, maybe a dozen individuals from what it sounds like. And it's just, there'll be a few of the groups and it's just like freaking wildfire. It really is.
0: It's it's the parties, man. Because uh, I know
1: here, at least, they had, um, from what I heard, is there was a a few people in the in our athletic gym had it. And then there was like a bunch of people partying on the volleyball courts or something. So I don't know what happened because of that, but I would only imagine that spread it. And it's just the nature of it being Florida, like it's impossible to wear your mask outside all the time. It's it, it, the feels like it's almost 105 every day. So people were starting to put them down. I, I, I figured what would happen is colleges would have a good couple of weeks because everyone would, would want to be like, okay, we're going to stay here. And then they're just going to get bored? Mm-hmm. And then it's all hell breaks loose. And it, it seems like all hell's breaking loose. And we've been here for, some schools have been in for a week, and some of them have been in for uh not even 48 hours but it just seems rough it's kind of amazing that sports could do this like sports is they're able to pull that off but it's because they're getting
0: paid to you know like stay where they are and like and also they're adults so i think for the most part like they understand that like the repercussions are pretty severe and i think there's so many college kids and like that, you're paying
1: to go to school, though. Like, certainly schools are expensive.
0: Yeah, but that's not, like, you're, you're, you're not just paying for the academics. A lot of people look at it as, like, you're paying for the entire experience.
1: You're paying for the lifestyle, but it's just, like
0: – Yeah, and that's how people look you know at I mean? it. I don't say it's – I'm not saying it's right.
1: Oh, I think it's stupid because it's, like, you're paying – okay, fine. So, say you pay for the party lifestyle or whatever, and then you go and spread it, and then they, start to sh- they shut the school down in two weeks – your frat houses and crap get shut down if they're already not. You get told to go home, so now your $30,000 that you paid is basically paying for a Zoom conference and a computer program that you were now forced to do because you couldn't behave. Yep. And it's just like, that That just seems to be where we're going.
0: Dude, I hear you. I hear you. I'm telling you, it's it's terrible. But um, I... I, I don't see my school making any changes. We're we're a pretty small school, so. Uh, yeah. us too. but. Yeah, you guys are a little more high stakes. Like you guys have people living there. You know, we don't have anyone that lives it. Yeah. I, I'm. Oh,
1: if you live in dorms.
0: Oh, in any school.
1: Good luck.
0: You're good luck. Um, the last sports thing I wanted to talk about, just because like it's nothing that really interests us, but it's like a very just big important sports story, is that um, Lionel Messi said this morning to his club in Barcelona that he wants to leave. He wanted to get out of Barcelona. And just like as we were talking, he informed them that he wants to go to Manchester City. So um, that's a pretty big deal. That's a big sports deal. I mean, the first soccer player I ever knew was Messi. That was from the FIFA games. That, That guy is one of the top five, like, athletes, like, active in the world so it's a big deal if a guy like him is moving around it's the same thing like when Tom Brady left uh New England and went to Tampa you know it's it's a big deal and another thing that just happened is Tampa Bay evened up the series against Boston they were in overtime they went overtime three to three and Andre Palat scored the overtime winner with uh, four minutes and 40 seconds into overtime wow and as we speak uh vancouver and vegas are playing they are 15 minutes into the first and vancouver's already up to nothing so they're looking to tie that series too imagine yeah, the nhl
1: definitely had some surprisingly good series that i i definitely couldn't have predicted like it just happened to be the the way the round robin worked out i mean we're de- i think the abs in um Star Series is definitely the best one to watch.
0: If that has the makings for, uh, I mean, if Colorado can get their shit together in the next, like, in the next game or two, if they can, like, tie it up to two, that's going seven, and it's going to be a hell of a fucking excuse. I didn't need to double down there on the cursor. That's right. We already got
1: an of, uh, the, uh, explicit thing marked on the first podcast because you said something, so it's just. I,
0: like, I said one cuss word, and now we're forever, uh,
1: Yes. the E next
0: to it, but we're, whatever. We're not doomed. It, it is what your it kids,
1: is. Your kids can't watch this because I, I don't know. They're listening to this, I guess. Your, your if you watch a your podcast, you're kind of free.
0: So, yeah, there's no, nothing else the sports you want to talk about. Do you think we covered everything?
1: I don't think so. Other than that, um, I guess the next one we should see what the, um, I guess, college football wants to do. And then, we can I mean, the end. NFL, there's really nothing to cover because they're, they're running like their – Training camp in their stadium. So,
0: yeah, but they're they're they think that they're gonna uh, they're letting like the teams in like the local areas make decisions on if there's gonna be fans or not. Miami thinks that they're gonna have fans, because of
1: course, you know Miami. Oh, Pittsburgh, screw it. Pittsburgh and Dallas. Oh, if they don't have fans, you're gonna have riots. Because this is the thing with the NFL; it's completely different than anything else. If you don't want them in, they'll just get sitting in the parking lot. They will go sit in the parking lot, tailgate, and bring and uh, bring their own TVs or whatever.
0: I mean, I'm not saying you're wrong. I just don't think that's a good
1: idea. Oh, it's a terrible idea, but they're still going to do it. I mean, how are you going to turn? Like, look at Oakland or uh, what? Are, what are they now?
0: Las Vegas, not the,
1: the Raiders. Though. I'm sorry, the Las Vegas Raiders. They're they're a cult too. It's yeah. like you There's no way you're going to be able to tell them now. Same thing with the Cowboys, the Steelers. The, the um, Patriots, it's like, there's no way you're keeping – they'll literally just go sit in the parking lot.
0: So, I say uh, next episode, I think maybe we should wait until these series are over for the playoffs because then by that time, we should have more news and more clarity about the NFL, about what, what they're planning on doing. We'll be closer to playoff time and see more how things are shaping up for baseball. So I would expect
1: one this week. I would expect one to be coming this weekend, we'll put it that
0: way. A podcast?
1: Yeah, maybe another week. We'll Probably see. so, I guess. But I feel like with um, everything that's going on with um, baseball being almost half over, and then the cold sports decisions and everything else, I think we'll be definitely be able to.
0: It, it all depends on how much news we have available to us. But we we will make. We're not going to have a long hiatus again. We will. We will be back soon, and we'll, it'll all be good. I think...
1: Yeah, so I think the end goal here is probably doing about two a week.
0: I'd like to get to that point, but like so I'm i still
1: – I think two a week, but, yeah, right now we're not very steady. But we should be going pretty solid because the offseason, at least for NHL, is not very long. I think it's a month. I think it's a month and um, a half to two months. It, yeah, that's what I mean. NFL is going to be – going to get going. It looks like a lot of these things are going to get up and running besides college sports, but – you know, see what happens.
0: All right. Well, that about does it. Uh, follow the unit report on Twitter at the unit report. Um, follow Troy at tcopic I 33 don't,
1: I don't use it. So, honestly, don't even follow me because I, I don't even use Twitter. Follow him on Gmail. At, follow, at, follow Lucas um, at Lucas West I'm, it's going to be there with the checkbook next to it because it's going to get verified because a thousand People <laughs> acknowledge his existence. So, I mean, yeah.
0: Sorry. 929, not, you know, not a big deal.
1: Uh, sorry. Um, next week for you guys in the uh, local area, the Ro- uh, Lucas will actually be at the Robinson Mall signing autographs. So if you guys want to get t-shirts <laughs> with his You're comment On it, he'll be signing autographs and um, Yeah. It's it's a hundred bucks. You have to
0: bring my book. I only sign my own book. My Oh yeah, he only
1: signs. He only He he's actually making his own book too. Um, unfortunately, it's only one page. I can't read very but well. He can't. Yeah, he goes to the community. It's, it's a little rough. He um. you such a dick. Yeah, it's a little rough around the edges. Yeah, he learns shapes next week, guys. So he learns <laughs> shapes. such a fucking dick. <laughs> They're final. He has to tell them that the primary and secondary colors are, it's made hey. off a couple of months.
0: Hey, that's a touchy subject, colors. Come on. Yes.
1: Uh, uh, also, if you go next week, you can't use the flash because it'll scare him because his school did not teach him about um, what yet, so they don't have that.
0: <laughs> I'm not taking out the registered sex offender part
1: now. <laughs> no, uh, No, well, uh, I mean, it's okay. That's all right, yeah. CCAC, actually, they haven't even invented fire yet. I think the guy's (laughs) just in the parking lot. You're such a dick. (laughs) It's all right. We we haven't even invented language yet. We just, like, talk (laughs) Oh, I know. Oh, you guys just punt. It's like, yeah, (laughs) Exactly. It just sounds like a bunch of, like, old sweaty guys at the gym just trying to, like, outbent each other. That's exactly it. Okay, yeah. well,
0: I'm going to love this, uh, the roast session of Lucas Wester stop for today. Uh, we will be back soon. It won't, we won't have, we won't, it won't be long and we'll have more sports to talk about, but um, that's the unit report for this week for August 25th, 2020. It is 10, 20 PM. I'm Lucas Wester. I'm Troy. And we'll be seeing you again soon. Have a good one.